Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Avram Goldai, and today we're with Yuma, Daf Pei Alf, the 8th parak Yom Kippurim. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Mishnah and Daf Ein Gemo Amud Bey stated, Eating and drinking do not combine. So if someone ate a chetzi shir of food and drank a chetzi shir of a drink, he's not chayv karas. The Gemara here asks who the Tana is that taught this one. Rav Chisa said that's Rabbi Yeshua, for it was taught in the Mishnah Me'ila, Rabbi Yeshua stated a general rule, that all items whose degree of Tuma and Shir are equal combine with one another to complete the Shir. But if their degree of Tuma is identical but not their Shir, or their Shir is equal but not their degree of Tuma, they do not combine. So similarly, Rabbi Yeshua would hold here that since the Shirim of food and drink are different, they do not combine. Rav Nachman said that Misha can also go in accord with the Rabban who hold that items with different Shirim of Tuma do combine. In the case of Tuma, Shem Tuma Chadhu, the halacha concept of Tuma, in all its various degrees and measures, is in the final analysis one and the same. But here, in the case of eating and drinking on Yom Kippur, the liability is on account of putting the mind at ease. And the mind of one who ate and drank Chetzi Shi'urim is not at ease. Point number two is taught in Bryce, the Pusik states, And you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month. Now, it could be thought that one must begin fasting on the ninth of the month. Therefore, the Torah states, Be'erev, in the evening. And if the Torah had only stated, in the evening, it could be thought that one begins fasting only from nightfall. Therefore, the Torah states, Betisha, on the ninth. Hakate said, how can we reconcile these seemingly contradictory pesukim? Maschul, Masanim, Yom. He begins fasting when it's still day of the ninth. Mekan, Shemosifim, Mechol, HaKodesh. From here, we learn that we add from the weekday onto the Hoi. Where do we learn that we add from the weekday onto the holy upon its departure as well? The Torah therefore states me'erev ad erev from evening until evening. The Bryson continues showing how we are mosif mechol kodesh for Shabbosim and Yom Tovim as well. And point number three, Rechia bar Rav medifti tana Bryce, which brings the pasuk that states va'nisim es nafsho sechem betisha, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month. But is it on the ninth of Tishri that we fast? Is it not on the tenth we fast? Rather, the Pasuk is coming to tell you that If one eats and drinks on the ninth, the Torah treats him as if he had fasted on the ninth and the tenth. Rashi explains that when the Torah states, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth, it doesn't mean you shall actually fast then, but rather that you should prepare for the fast by eating and drinking so that you'll be able to fast on the 10th. By phrasing the command to eat and drink on the 9th with the words, and you shall afflict yourselves, the Torah demonstrates that it treats one who eats and drinks on the 9th as though he had fasted then as well. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Ayin Gimot stated, Eating and drinking do not combine. So if someone ate a chetzi share of food and drank a chetzi share of a drink, he's not chayv karas. The Gemara here asks who the Tana is that taught this one. Rav Chisa said that it's Rabbi Yeshua. For it was taught in the Mishnah Me'ila, Kla Am Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yeshua stated a Kla. That all items whose degree of Tuma and Shir are equal combine with one another to complete the Shir. But if their degree of Tuma is identical but not their Shir, or their Shir is equal but not their degree of Tuma, they're not Mitzdarif. Similarly, Rabbi Shu would hold here that since the Shir of food and drink are different, they're not Mitzdarif. Rav Nachman said that our mission can also go in accord with Rabban who hold that items with different Shirim of Tuma do combine. In the case of Tuma, Shem Tuma Chadhu, the halacha concept of Tuma in all its various degrees and measures is in the final analysis one and the same. But here, in the case of eating and drinking in Yom Kippur, the liability is on account of putting the mind at ease. The high will misvadaita, and the mind of one who ate and drank Chetzi Shi'urim is not at ease. Point number two is Tana Bryce of the Pusik states, Vadnisim es nafshosechim betishal chodesh, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month. It could be thought that one must begin fasting on the ninth of the month, therefore the Torah states, Be'erev, in the evening. And if the Torah had only stated in the evening, it could be thought that one begins fasting away from nightfall. 
Therefore, the Torah states Betisha on the ninth. Hakate said, How can we reconcile these seemingly contradictory psukim? Masku Misanum Yom. He begins fasting when it's still day of the ninth. Here we learn that we add from the weekday onto the Hoi. Where do we learn that we add from the weekday onto the Hoi upon its departure as well? The Torah therefore states, from evening until evening. The Bryson continues showing how we are Mosifim Kodesh for Shabbasim and Yomim Tovim as well. And point number three, Chiyabar Rav Medifti taught a Bryson which brings the Pasuk that states, the Nisan Asnav Shosek second Petisha, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month. The Kibatish Masani Masanin, but is it on the ninth of Tishrei that we fast? Is it not on the tenth that we fast? Rather, the Pus is coming to tell you that If one eats and drinks on the ninth, the Torah treats him as if he had fasted on the ninth and the tenth. Rashi explains that when the Torah states and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth, it doesn't mean you shall actually fast then. But rather, you shall prepare for the fast by eating and drinking, so that you'll be able to fast on the tenth. By phrasing this command to eat and drink on the ninth with the words "and you shall afflict yourselves," the Torah demonstrates that it treats one who eats and drinks on the ninth as though he had fasted then as well. All right, so now we go to Simber Da Payoff, and our standard simon is a pa, but we use a grandpa, a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, who was always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be mosi mechala kodesh after eating like a king Arab Yom Kippur on the ninth. Once again, it's emotion. The grandpa, grandpa, that must be more enough, pay off. The grandpa, who was always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, which reminds me of Chisit said the ton of our mission, which stated, is Rabbi Yeshua, who holds him when it comes to Tuma, if their degree of Tuma is the same, but not their shear, the items are not mitzdarf. Rav Nachman said our mission can also be according to the Rabban who hold that items with different shearim of Tuma do combine. In the case of Tuma, the halacha concept of Tuma in all its various degrees and measures is in the final analysis one and the same. But here, in the case of eating and drinking Yom Kippur, the liability is on account of putting the mind at ease, and the mind of one who ate and drank chetzi shiurim is not at ease. So the grandpa, who's always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be most mechol al-kodesh, which reminds us that we reconcile the contradictory psukim of inisim s'nav shosech and betisho al-kodesh, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month with the pasuk be'erev in the evening, which implies that one begins fasting only from nightfall, that one begins fasting when it's still day of the ninth. From here we learn shemosif mechol al-kodesh, that we add from the weekday unto the holy, and we learn that we add from the weekday unto the holy upon its departure as well, from erev ad erev, from evening until evening. So the grandpa, who's always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be mosi mochol al-kodesh after eating like a king Arab Yom Kippur on the ninth. Which reminds us, Chiyabar Rav Medipti taught the venisim esnav shosech and betisha, and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month, is coming to tell you that it, is coming to tell you, If one eats and drinks on the ninth, the Torah treats him as if he had fasted on the ninth and the tenth. So once again, the grandpa was always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be mosi mechol al-kodesh after eating like a king Arab Yom Kippur on the ninth. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazorah. Dafayin Zayin, so similar Dafayin Zayin is an A's, a goat. So here goes. The goat, goat, that must be one of Dafayin Zayin. 
The goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals, which reminds us that Gabriel cooled down the burning coals that were taken from among the Kruvim and were meant to be cast down in Yerushalayim to mitigate the disaster. And when he reported back that he would carry out his mission, he was censured for his actions and removed from his post for 21 days. When he sees that the Tsar Pras is seeking to impose a head tax on the Jews, he defends the Jews by asking if the nations of the world are fit to rule over Tom the Chachami, even when their wives are praised for denying themselves sleep for the sake of the Torah. He was eventually reinstated when he spoke up on Daniel's behalf, which is the meaning of the words, Bani Basi B'dvorecha. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream, which reminds us one who's going to visit his father or Rebbe or someone who's greater than him in Chochmah may pass through a stream up until his neck in water and he need not be concerned that this violates a prohibition against washing since it's a mitzvah. He may also cross the stream to prevent a financial loss. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream got an uneasy feeling when he felt the current was strong and saw that even a mighty boat couldn't cross it. Which reminds of the stream in Yechezkel's vision that flowed from the Kodesh Kodesh and became so powerful that he couldn't cross it neck deep in the water, nor could even mighty boats cross it. Dafayin Ches, so the symbol of Ches, is a child going, ach. So here goes. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach. Child going, ach. That must be more on Daf Ein Ches. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, which reminds us it's forbidden to sit on mud in Yom Kippur because the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, but Tina Matapachas, and the Bryce speaks of mud that oozes moisture, and Abai said, but the Peach Almanaslat Piach, and the Bryce speaks of mud that is moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. Rabbi Yudah said it's permitted to cool oneself down with fruits. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when the sandals made of rush got dirty, which reminds us it's permitted to wear non-leather shoes on Yom Kippur, such as rush, for when the Mishnah prohibited wearing shoes, it meant shoes in the halachic sense, such as leather shoes, but not footwear made of other material. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with the cold squash, got so upset when the sandals made of rush got dirty, they started breaking cracked, clay kaleem, which reminds us small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures of prohibiting Yom Kippur, except for wearing shoes, for the Rabban did not prohibit pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. For Abai said, his adopted mother told him that the development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing him with oil, and when he grows a bit older, it requires breaking utensils so that the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rabba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons to break. Dafine test. So the similar Dafine test is an eight, a pen, and we use a sofa using a quill. So here goes. The sofa who stuck a large day with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease. Sofa with a quill? That must be on Duff. Ein Tess. Eight. The sofa who stuck a large day with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease, which reminds us, Rabbi said named Rabbi Yehuda that the large date mentioned in the Mishnah is larger than a kabetza. And this unusual measure was established because it's been accepted by the Rabbanan that with this amount of food, one's mind is put at ease, but with less than this amount, one's mind is not at ease, and he remains afflicted. So the sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, which reminds the more challenge Rabbi's assertion that a large date with its pit is larger than a kibetzah based on the Mishnah and sukkah, where there's no chiv to eat two dates in the sukkah, but a kibetzah must be eaten in the sukkah, implying a kibetzah is even larger than the size of two dates. Rabbi Yirmi answered saying two dates without their pits are not as large as a kabetza, but one large date with its pit is larger than a kabetza. And Rabbi said that the reason that eating two dates does not require sukkah is not because the meat of the dates is smaller than a kabetza, but because they are fruit, and fruit eaten in any volume is considered a snack, which does not require sukkah. So the sofa stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quilt to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, wrote the words, Vachalta Vesavata on the cover of a bencher. 
in the shape of an egg. Which reminds Rav Zid disagrees with Rav and says that the large date of which the Mishnah spoke is less than the equivalent of a kibetzah. A proof is brought from a Mishnah Brachus where Rav Yudah says the words of Achaltav Savat to teach that one must eat the amount that satisfies, which is a kibetzah. If a kibetzah satisfies, it certainly sets the mind at ease. So we conclude from here that a kosevis is smaller than kibetzah, and while it sets the mind at ease, it doesn't satisfy. Daf pay. So the simmer daf pay is payday. Payday. So here goes. It was payday. Payday. That must be more on daf pay. It was payday for the painter who sold his work, depicting a tummy egg, which reminds us that Rabbi Yabo learned that the shir for Tumas Ochlin is a kabetza from the Pasuk, Mikol Ocha Shir Yachel, from any food that is eaten, which implies Ocha Shata Ocha Babasach is a food that you can eat in a single swallow. And the Chami determined, Ein Beisabri Maxi Yosim Beisab Tarnagolis, that the throat cannot hold more than the volume of a hen's egg at one time. So, it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid, which reminds us that the sheer for drinking is a lugma, which is relative sheer to the size of a person because a person's mind is only put at ease with the size of his own cheek full, whereas the sheer of a kosevis for food is standard since one's mind is put at ease with it regardless of size, even for someone who's a giant like Og Malchabashan. So it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid and was holding a book titled How to Stop Overeating. Which reminds me, Shlaki said, The one who eats successfully in Yom Kippur is Patr from Kars. And Rashi explains that the Gemara is discussing a case where one who ate a filling meal immediately prior to the onset of Yom Kippur while satiated to the point of revulsion proceeded to eat on Yom Kippur night. Since the entire eating is an Achil Gasa, he is Patr. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.